Welcome to the week 13 episode of Bird Bros. Thanks for checking us out. Whether it be through iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, Twitter. Thank you for listening. Thank you for clicking the link. I'm Ron Brown, and along with me, I have T. Little tonight. How you doing, bro? What up, man? On this Thursday edition of Bird Bros, we're going to make it kind of quick, 15 to 20 minutes, so uh, we can kind of check out Thursday Night Football and get back to all the stuff we're doing. But we definitely want to recap last week's action and look forward to Sunday's game against Tampa Bay. Let's go back to uh, the the game against Minnesota, Trent. What happened? It's like every week we're asking the same questions. What happened? I mean, Matt Ryan had another, uh, what we call it, meltdown. Just uh, a few miscues that really – that really hurt us. I, I thought I'll go ahead and say, you know, the offense and defense actually played pretty well outside of those miscues. And I don't know, man, it's just another week, another loss, four game losing streak. Yeah. I mean, of course, like by now, we, we know what we have and it's been a recurring theme like over the, um, well, you can say over the season now, I think this is a four or five game losing streak we're on. And honestly, the loss itself didn't surprise me, but the way we lost surprised me. I mean, if you ask me, like, I, I think we our defense played fairly well against Adrian Peterson outside of those last two drives where the game was basically um, – we had lost the game already. I think he had 70 yards on – he had half his yards on those last two drives. So that for that entire game, our defense, they, they definitely held their own, and they kept uh, Teddy Bridgewater in check. So our defense – like, we should have won that game. You held that team to – to 13 points you heard that you held that offense which is probably one of the better offenses in the league you held that offense to 13 points I don't count that last um touchdown by Adrian Peterson of course because that was a a garbage um garbage touchdown it was in garbage time yeah just like our touchdown came in garbage time so like our offense was terrible I mean it's been the same like I said it's been the recurring thing with Matt Ryan it's like well yeah you kind of Go, go ahead. Like you want to continue? Well, you have your Matt Ryan supporters who, of course, they use the they throw those stats. Av's not Av's not all tonight to <laughs> to throw those stats at us. But of course, you you have Matt Ryan has all the stats. I think at the end of the season, he'll probably end up with over four thousand yards. But if you watch him on the like, if you watch his play on the field, he's been terrible. Like he hasn't led this team at all which it actually um, it led to a players only meeting. So I'm hoping I'm hoping that <laughs> something comes out of this players only meeting. I saw that um, it was uh, organized by O'Brien, uh, Schofield, O'Brien Schofield, Roddy White and Julio Jones. So I'm just hoping that because honestly, right now it's do or die for our team. If we lose this game, then you can this season is it's over. Well, you know, I, last week I said if we lost last Sunday's game, it's over. So I'm I'm conceding a year, man. I'm optimistic, but I'm also realistic. And I think the way we played the past few weeks just shows we we don't have what it takes. But I will say, man, the defense, all I ask them to be is opportunistic every week. And when um Ricardo Allen made that pick, that just showed, hey, we're opportunistic. We made a we made a play. And so, you know, Adrian Peterson, you're not gonna stop the man. He's He's a bionic man. He's a robot. He's going to get 100 yards easily. So they did their job. Offense, before Matt Ryan threw the picks, we were rolling. The offense looked good. Tevin Coleman had the long 46-yard run, and 
I just knew he would fumble the ball. I mean, <laughs> he fumbled the ball, but he had a good game, 110 yards. He, you know, protected the football, but that's going to be a key thing for him. <clears throat> Excuse me. As as his career goes on, it's just protecting that football. That was one of his uh, yeah. detrimental things coming out of the draft. So, you know, Roddy White actually had a decent game, six catches of 60 yards. Julio was involved, but, you know, Matt Ryan's issues really caused the the loss. Uh, we can we – can, just pin it on him, man. Your quarterback has to play good in his league to win. So. Oh, definitely. And honestly, um, Tevin Coleman, he had, like you said, he had a good game. He had um, over 100 uh, rushing yards. And honestly, the fumble wasn't as detrimental to me as that dropped um, pass on that wheel route. That like that was one of Matt Ryan's better balls that um, on that game. Oh, during that during that game, and for him to drop that pass when. I can't tell you what linebacker. I think it was Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr was he had he had him beat by a couple yards, and you have to make that catch. I'm, if that's Devontae Freeman, who is a receipt, like he can he has great hands as a running back. You know he's going to catch that pass. So in those in that little situation, that's when you miss a um, Devontae Freeman. But Tevin Coleman has like I think that drop was more detrimental than that fumble. Well, either one you can't have, but the fumble is just—I guess it's just pounds on our, our consciousness because it's hap- It happens every week. Oh, know? of course. So I guess that's why I kind of brought up that fumble. Another thing, kind of looking forward to n- next week, but something that we'll be looking forward to, or I will be personally, is Devin Hester coming back. He's supposed to be 100% ready to go, and you know our special teams has been uh, okay. You know, Eric Weems had a had a big kick return last week, but. Other than that, I think that'll really be a boost to the team as well. Shane Graham replaced the injured Matt Bryant. He made his only field goal attempt. So that's another thing. But despite the loss, you know, me saying the season is over, I was pretty – I mean, I, I got to say I was encouraged by certain aspects, but we didn't, we didn't get the, the the end result, which is the win. So I'm kind of towing the line on either side of feeling great or feeling terrible. Yeah, and now, like, I, I guess – I'm not to where you are. Like you were saying, you last week you thought the season was over. I still felt like we can – I still feel like we can squander what like the rest of this season, but we have officially lost that last um, wild card seat. Right now I think the Seahawks have that um, tiebreaker over us. So now it's a situation where we can't lose any more games and we don't – like it's not up to us anymore. So – we have we need some losses from a Seattle team or some losses from a Minnesota Green Bay maybe, and then and we can and we have to squeak by. And now, those Panther games are must wins. Yeah, definitely. And like you said, we need some help as well. Even I mean, you can't even like overlook Tampa Bay. You got to win that game because if we lose to them, we're tied oh, yeah, at six. It's six over. And six. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's another thing. Another thing. Is you know you've been a, the the most vocal Kyle Shanahan um, detractor or criti- criticizer is that a word criticizer the, <laughs> the biggest guy uh, criticizing Kyle Shanahan and it's been all out there with uh, fellow fans as well but you know is he the problem I mean you look at Matt's issues but are is Kyle Shanahan's system exacerbating the issues that Matt Ryan is having or is this just like you know it's all on Matt. I I can't give I can't place that blame on Shanahan. I feel like a lot of um people are trying to mask um Matt Ryan's issues with uh Kyle Shanahan's like offense. 
uh, earlier in the year, I felt like his uh, Shanahan's uh, um his play calling was questionable. But the only reason I felt like it was questionable because I felt like he wasn't we were we were not feeding um Devontae Freeman the ball enough. But if you've looked at our offense, our offense has been able to drive down the field. However, it's when we get into the red zone when Matt Ryan has those blurbs and just throws a just gifts the um defense of interception or a fumble. So I can't bl- place that blame on Kyle Shanahan because we are driving down the field. Is which is why Matt Ryan is leading. Well, not lead. He's top five in passing yards. So I can't place all that. I can't place that blame on Shanahan anymore. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Actually, <laughs> I do agree. But you know, I I've been going back and forth on Twitter, chopping it up with fellow fans. You know, you can follow our Twitter, Bird Bros, uh, on Twitter, B I R D B R E H S. You follow long enough, you know, you know how to spell us. And I'm at Ron Brown on Twitter. Trent is underscore T Little. T-E-E-L-I-T-T-L-E. But anyways, I, I was uh, chopping it up with one of our fellow fans, Justin C. He's JCity123 on Twitter. And um, he, he sent out a tweet. He retweeted something the other day that somebody put out. So it basically says, for everyone blaming Matt Ryan, take a look at your boy Kyle Shanahan's history. And it just shows uh, his teams over the years started strong or okay, and then they they went downhill afterwards. So, like, last well, look year at Cleveland. His quarterback, so- look at his quarterbacks also. Like before, we were going into this season, we were saying that Matt Ryan was the best quarterback Kyle Shanahan has ever had in his system. That's true. That's true. So he was at, he was at Cleveland, which that quarterback issue is still terrible. Yeah, he was in uh, Redskins, and Robert Griffin III is not even playing anymore. Right. So I can't. That's why I can't go that far and place and placing the blame on Shanahan. I mean, honest, I think I remember. Oh. I think last week I um, asked this question in the group me. I was asking is um, if we had a quality backup, do you think uh, or should Matt, uh, Matt Ryan be benched? And honestly, I've been thinking about it more. Yeah, I think he should have been like, for example, if we had a TJ Yates or if we had a nah, Derek Anderson, nah. or we had it's come. I feel like it's came to a nah. point where he's had like if we were in a situation where this season was over, then yeah, I would see, I would say, okay, how about we bench him for a game just for him to see something, like see it in a different way. But, but why do you, why do you put yourself in that predicament? You know, even if the season is over, because you kind of open up that window, basically. I, well, TJ Yates is not a replacement. You don't have a replace. no, I don't even think, when's the last time we had somebody, maybe 07 before we drafted Matt Ryan, there was or maybe Michael Vick when everybody was pining for Matt Shaw, some people were. But when you bench your quarterback, you open up that discussion for getting rid of him and I don't put too much money do. into him. I don't. I think it's more of I'm not saying replace the guy. I'm just saying maybe for a game, have him like sit and watch it from a different perspective. I look at the, for example, the Lions and the uh, Packers are playing tonight. Matthew Stafford was benched this year for Dan Orlowski. <laughs> and last week, you know what? I mean, uh, Matthew Stafford threw five touchdowns. That benching helped him. It was very beneficial. Of course, they're in a different stand. They're in a different situation because they've been out of the playoffs for weeks now. So I understand why we're not in a situation where we can because we're still fighting for a playoff berth. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I don't – I mean, Sean Renfrey is not – that guy, <laughs> I agree. So, I agree. But I'm just—if we had a Derek Anderson, if you have a TJ Yates, yeah, 
Yeah. Not even. I mean, I'm not even encouraged with TJ Yates. You know, people bring him up and see he played well with Houston. Um, in that game he came in, but no, man, we don't. Nah. I mean, I, I, it's tough. It's tough. You know, we talked about it in depth last week, and it's just like, yeah, you got to have somebody that you can really say, all right, he can supplant our starting quarterback because you put a lot of investment into a QB and you kind of tailor your system. And that's another thing. Maybe we should kind of – maybe Kyle Shanahan should tailor the system around Matt Ryan a little bit more. But we'll we'll see as the season goes on and if we even retain him next year because a lot of people have been saying, oh, it's Shanahan. Should he be uh, fired and all this? So that would just add to the like inconsistency of this franchise for the last couple of years. Yeah, yeah, that is true. <laughs> That's def- I can't, I can't deny that at all. So uh, as we kind of wrap up last week, any last thoughts um, from the uh, Minnesota game? Or I'm just glad um, Devontae Freeman was was cleared today. And honestly, we missed him a lot in the passing game. Not as much in the ru- in the running game, but we missed him a lot in the passing game. Yeah. Yeah, so that'll wrap up last week's game against Minnesota. As we look forward to Tampa Bay, man, they're coming off a loss to Indianapolis, 25 to 12 was the score. Kind of a weird score. But, um, you know, we're going up against the NFL Offensive Rookie of the Month, Jameis Winston, your Florida State guy. And (laughs) they beat us before, so uh, this is a team we can't take lightly. We know what kind of options they have. Doug Martin is back. Uh, you know, he's playing well in the rushing game. And, you know, he's going over a 1,000 yards in the season. Mike Evans has, has played well, has some drop issues in previous games. But this game, I mean, I know I said last week, you're saying this week is the game. We got to win this game or the season is over because we'll be tied with these guys. And Seattle plays Minnesota, which is a big game. And you got the Green Bay game tonight is big for them. So the wild card picture is uh, getting real – it's going to start getting clear, and it's going to start start definitely separating the pretenders from the contenders. Yeah, definitely. Um, like I said, this I feel like this Tampa Bay game, well, first of all, we've played <laughs> better on the road. So, honestly, us going on the road may be a good <laughs> – it may be good for us this week. And, I mean, you, you don't want to – if we lose um, – on Sunday, of course, you were saying the season is ba- like I was saying the season is basically over. But you also like lose twice to the Bucks, and I, when has when's the last time we've done that? Like I can't, I don't think we've done that in a, a couple, a good amount of years. Yeah, so, it's probably been a minute. Yeah, it's not since they were a playoff Super Bowl team, a uh, Super Bowl winning team. And honestly, I think the first game when we um play the Bucks. We didn't take them. Uh, we didn't take them as an equal opponent. So this um, this week, I don't see us. I see us going balls to the walls. And I hope, like I said, I talked about earlier that players only meeting. Hopefully, that that is beneficial to the squad, and we realize just how important this um, this game is. We if we can go on a run and starting this week, if we come out and play like we can play, and then we have Carolina next week we can go into that game with some momentum and that's what you need because right now they have the most momentum in the league right now. Yeah. They're going after a Super Bowl. So we just, I feel like this game can be um, a momentum starter for us. Right. Yeah. And I just looked up the numbers all time. The series is actually tied 22 
to uh, 22 to 22 uh, wins and lo- uh, wins and losses. So um, whoever wins this game will <laughs> uh, win the series all time. We'll go ahead. But the last time the Falcons lost to the Bucks uh, twice in the season was actually 2007. Good it was the uh, quarterback, the year of cur- quarterback purgatory when we had, you know, the Chris Redman and all those guys, Byron, oh, which all those kind of guys. <laughs> so it was definitely uh, two bad games back then. But yeah, this is the game, man. This is a game. Good to have Freeman back. Like I said, Hester earlier. Got to get Julio a little bit more involved. He hasn't been as involved in the past couple games. Get get vertical, which is something that we really wanted to see. But those are kind of the key things, getting vertical, get, getting the running game going. And uh, the defense just playing opportunistic as always. You know, we're not talented. Vic Beasley uh, is, is not there yet. Going to go ahead and concede, you know, it's a rookie year. He, got, he has to get stronger, get better with his pass rush moves because uh, – it's the NFL now. It's not Clemson. You can't just blow by guys and stuff. So, you know. Yeah, one thing I'm not going into this week, I'm not worried about Doug Martin as much just because I, I think our run defense has showed. Like, of, of course, uh, you and I, we've been very skeptical of our defense throughout this season. But one thing that has been a constant is our run defense. And they, like I said, they showed that against the, the best running back in the league last week. So going into this week, I'm not as I'm not worried about Doug Martin. You don't. You still don't want to like. We still can't have those explosive plays. So, even though our defense has been very, um, like you said, very opportunistic and they they've been, but they don't break. We can't have any explosive plays. And also, Jameis Winston, like he's coming off a a couple of good games. But you, one thing you do know about Jameis Winston, he'll toss that thing up. So there will be a lot of opportunities for um, interceptions and to make uh, key players to make. Uh, some key plays in that game. Yeah, but also got to remember the the defense secondary looked kind of shaky. Jalen Collins is is not oh, ready, yeah. <laughs> so you got to think about that as well. But def- they'll definitely get challenged. So let's see them get challenged. Two good receivers out there on the outside with Jackson and, and Mike Evans. So this will be one of our bigger tests of the year as well when it comes yeah, to definitely. defense. Any other uh, thoughts on the game? You know, we we said we we're gonna be kind of uh, quick and. Get our points through. Anything else on uh, next week's game or Sunday's this is, game? This is a game that I predict that we um, we win. I can't say it'll be a convincing win. Honestly, I think going into last week, I wasn't high. I felt like that would be a loss. I didn't think it, w- it would be that bad of a loss or it would be that de- like that depressing. But I, I felt like the um, the Vikings were a strong team going like going into last week. But this week, I do feel like we are the better team and we should. Uh, beat the Bucks. I'm gonna just kind of try to reverse our luck and say we're gonna lose. So, uh, <laughs> with that said, yeah, I hope we. I think no, but no. In all seriousness, I think it will be a win. They understand what's on the line. Usually, players only meetings turn into W's. So, you know, let's go ahead and say 24 to seven, man. We shut down Jameis. Uh, get a pick six or something on the uh, defense side of ball. Score some points and. See Devin Hester get 120 all-purpose yards. That's going to be my prediction. So I'll we'll, uh, write that down, 120 all-purpose yards, and we'll revisit that next week, which will be a big uh, episode as we we talk to our Panthers brethren all across uh, the country. I know it's more than just Charlotte people in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. So. You, can find, you can find the Panthers 
fan anywhere right now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The bandwagon <laughs> is probably kind of getting kinda heavy, but man, I'm really looking forward to interacting with with Panthers fans uh, next week. We'll probably do two shows, a uh, Tuesday and Thursday, or or maybe just one show and kind of split it up. So we'll everybody just stay tuned for that next week. I'm definitely looking forward to it, and we're looking forward to a W. But we got to get past this game first. Definitely looking forward to that. Uh, it's been another episode of Bird Bros. Remember, follow us uh, on Twitter. Subscribe and rate on iTunes. Send us an email, birdbros at gmail.com. Appreciate all the feedback on Twitter, and just keep listening to us. Hopefully, we'll be going on into the in the postseason and you know have four, four or five more weeks of good shows and contents to talk it talk it up and talk Falcons football. So on behalf of myself and the other Bird Bros, thanks for listening. Have a great night. Catch me on the rebound, like Bo Outlaw. I'm a Mike and Vic and whip it. Cook it, South Park. 36 whole zones, try to make the inside. Made a Joe hard move and use my cell phone. Horse traveling in the pot, just like Steve Young. Five for the Keyshawn, seven for the Dion's.